And for older women, one study found that 52% of women aged 70 to 79 report that they feel sexual desire as often as they did 20 years ago. Question. If someone has several drinks, will that person perform better sexually? Answer. No. More than four ounces of alcohol will inhibit sexual performance. That means that after a couple of drinks, a man may be more apt to lose his erection and a woman may find it difficult to orgasm. In addition, alcohol often causes people to incorrectly use condoms and birth control, which creates an increased potential for unplanned pregnancies and the spread of sexually transmitted diseases. Question. How long can sperm survive once a man ejaculates into a woman's vagina? Answer. Once it's ejaculated into the vagina, sperm may live for up to 72 hours. That's why it's often difficult to determine when a woman can get pregnant. She may not be ovulating at the time of sex, but she may be the next day or the day after that, and she could still become pregnant days after having sex if sperm is still alive inside her. Question. If someone masturbates three times a day, is that person masturbating too much? Answer. No. People can masturbate as often as they like, as long as they don't become obsessed to the point that it interferes with the rest of their life, their work, or their relationships with friends and loved ones. Question. What's the average size of an erect penis, and does size matter? Answer. The length of the average erect penis is about six inches. Size only matters when it comes to issues of compatibility. If a woman's vagina is very tight and the man's penis is very big, or vice versa, then they might have some problems with size. Question. Does the G-spot really exist? Answer. Yes, but. The G-spot is simply the name for an anatomical area on the upper inner wall of the vagina. It was named for Ernst Grafenberg, the German sexologist who extensively researched the area. The debate is not about if it exists, but rather if it does anything. Some women report an increase in sensation when that area is stimulated, Others report that there's no increase in sensation there. Question. If a man has the desire to wear a dress, does that mean he is gay? Answer. No. In fact, the majority of cross-dressers are heterosexual who are married with children. Only about 10% of cross-dressers are gay, which is the same percentage of people in the general population who are gay. Question. If a couple practices tantric sex, does that mean that the man can last for hours and not even ejaculate when he has an orgasm? Answer. Not exactly. Tantra, based in Eastern philosophies, does make sex last longer because it's intended to keep the couple focused on pleasure rather than a goal of sex. However, the majority of men who practice tantra ejaculate during sex just the same as they would when they were having traditional intercourse. Question. Are the only people who practice S&M those who wear leather clothes and display their multiple piercings? Answer, no. In fact, many people you'd never suspect practice S&M, which is the exchange of power or pain that can lead to sexual pleasure. It's not just about whips, handcuffs, and leather. For some people, it can simply be an exciting way to spice up their sex lives. Question. Is it true that using condoms prevents the spread of all sexually transmitted diseases? Answer, no. There are some STDs, such as genital warts and herpes, that may be spread through skin-to-skin -skin contact by parts of the body that are not covered by a condom. For example, if a woman has a herpes sore on her outer labia, even if the man's wearing a condom, her sore could still come in contact with his scrotum, and it could be spread that way.
To determine how you did on this quiz, rate yourself according to the following point system. Zero to two, correct. You might need training wheels until you learn more, but don't worry. Learning about sex will surely be a fun ride. Two to five, correct. You're a little rusty, so get out some lube, rotate that chain, and listen to the chapters to answer more questions you missed. Six to eight, correct. You're already up the hill. With just a bit more sex education, you can sit back and enjoy the landscape. Nine to ten, correct. You're a master of sex education. You're ready to learn some of those fancy tricks. How'd you do on the quiz? Even if you scored 100% correct, I bet there's still some questions that you have about sex that you'd love for me to answer. So listen on. I probably answered them somewhere in this book. It's easy to improve your sexuality if you get good sex education. The more you know about sex, the better equipped you'll be to responsibly experience all the variety that sexuality has to offer. The goal of your sex life can be to have fulfilling experiences that you never regret. In order to do that, you have a lot to learn. Sexpectations: Understanding Your Sexual Beliefs. You're probably anxious to start experimenting with new sexual techniques, but first you need to have a firm grasp, pardon the pun, on how to get the most pleasure out of your sexuality. To do that, you have to understand that sex is inherently a good, healthy, natural part of life. But that's not so easy for everyone. From the time you were a child, you may have been taught to feel guilty about sex. The way you were raised factors into what your beliefs are as an adult. This chapter will help you examine what you've already learned about sex, in case there are some things that you should unlearn and relearn. Once you understand that sexuality is a wonderful, integral part of yourself, you'll be opening the door to sexual pleasure. So, are you ready to learn how to have amazing sex? If you are, then it's time to start exploring your beliefs and values about sex and figuring out how they affect you. Staking your claim on sexual pleasure. Amazing sex means being totally into sex, uninhibited, comfortable, and thrilled to be having sex. It should feel like you won the twenty million dollar lottery, climbed Mount Everest, sang a duet with Luciano Pavarotti, or drove a brand new Ferrari. However, if you let your inhibitions get the best of you, then having sex will probably feel more like you lost the scratch-off lottery, tripped on your way up a flight of stairs, sang off-key in the shower, or were the passenger in the back of an old pickup truck. If you don't feel comfortable with your sexuality, then you're missing out on one of life's greatest pleasures: sexual pleasure. For example, if being naked makes you want to hide in a closet, then you certainly won't feel sexy shedding your clothes in front of another person. What about kissing someone new? If your jaw locks in terror, you won't be enjoying the excitement of passionate kissing. You may have blocks to sexual pleasure, and if you believe that you shouldn't enjoy sex, then you won't. You can get past your inhibitions about sex, but first you have to figure out where the negative feelings came from. On the surface, our country appears to be quite sexually liberated. Pornography is sold at most newsstands. R-rated movies show explicit sexual images, and primetime television sitcoms have increasingly more sexual-oriented themes. Even on the news, there routinely headline stories of sex scandals. However, when it comes to parenting and religion, many people still teach that sexual pleasure is wrong. When you were growing up, people probably told you that you must say no to sex, or that sex is a temptation to be avoided. But did anyone ever tell you that sex is a wonderful, positive aspect of life? 
Whatever beliefs you were raised with, one thing's certain. As an adult, it's your right to enjoy sex. You should never feel guilty or embarrassed about wanting to improve your sex life and make it as pleasurable as possible. When you say yes to amazing sex, you're claiming your right as a sexual person. Remembering your sexual influences. Messages about sex have been influencing you from the time you were born. Perhaps your religion told you that you should wait to have sex until you were married. Perhaps your parents told you to wait until you were in love. Perhaps sex education teachers told you about the dangers of sex and how you could contract AIDS and die. While the dangers of sex are true, they're only part of the story. And when it comes to all those negative messages, what you see and hear is not always reality. The way to unlearn negative messages about sex is to examine where you first learned about sex. Think about what you learned from your parents. If you saw them hugging and kissing, you probably noted their affection and took away some positive messages. Maybe you were lucky enough to have parents who made it easy for you to ask them questions about sex. But if your parents were tight-lipped about anything having to do with sex, then you might still be trying to sort out if sex is something forbidden, dirty, and not to be enjoyed. Children learn through natural self-exploration that it feels good to touch themselves, yet most children are taught that they should not touch their genitals and they should not masturbate. Some parents reprimand young children who touch themselves so that the only time they explore their bodies, if they do at all, is when they're in bed under the covers at night. That's a sure way for them to learn that sex is something that must be hidden, but it's not. People should not feel ashamed about their sexual urges. Even if you were shamed as a child, as an adult, you now need to let that go. All of the taboo that people encounter as children is reinforced when slang is used to refer to sexual body parts. Parents seldom teach them correct names for body parts and sex acts. When parents teach their children the correct names for other body parts, such as knees and elbows, they should also teach them the correct name for genitals, penis and vulva. Besides the influence of parents, many children learn negative messages about sex from their friends. Remember laughing at that joke that you didn't quite get just because everybody else was laughing? Dirty jokes make the rounds in hushed tones at most middle schools. A child who doesn't understand the joke or who doesn't laugh enough usually falls victim to merciless teasing. A child also endures teasing for not being cool enough to tell sexual jokes that he or she has heard or to use dirty words. A kid who everyone else starts to call a prude could begin to have bad feelings about his or her sexuality. The pressure to be cool reaches epic proportions in high school, and teasing usually surrounds sexual activity or lack thereof. The pressure of not doing it can also have a negative effect on one's developing sexuality. Teenagers need to understand that sexual choices are individual. Throughout your life, you should only have sex when and if you're totally sure it's right for you. What you're taught about controversial sexual issues such as pornography, homosexuality, and premarital sex affects your view of sex. If you're taught by your parents, your church, your school, or your friends that all these things are bad, then you'll grow up with a negative attitude towards open, free sexual expression. For example, as an adult, you might enjoy looking at pornography to get a sexual thrill. But if you're told throughout your childhood that porn is wrong, then every time you reach for a playboy, you'll feel that pang of guilt. Those are just a few of the ways that the things you learn about sex can affect you. There are many more myths about sex that you may have learned as a child that may have stayed with you as you've grown up. Let's take a look at some of those myths and learn how to dissolve them. Myths about sex. All those whispers and secrets that you remember from when you were a kid developed into myths. 
Why? Because there was so much secrecy about sex around children. Did anyone ever tell you that masturbating will make hair grow on your palms or that you can't get pregnant if you jump up and down after sex? Anyone who believes these type of myths isn't really in control of his or her sexuality and probably isn't enjoying sex very much. How can you relax with these kinds of notions swimming around in your head? Luckily, most of those simple myths are forgotten once people reach adulthood. However, they're more deep-rooted myths that too many adults still believe. Listen to these popular misconceptions to decide for yourself if your beliefs are in need of adjustment. All the following myths are incorrect. Sex is dirty, sinful, and unpleasant. People usually blame religion for teaching that sex is bad, wrong, or sinful. But in fact, you can have strong religious convictions and still have sex for pleasure. I once heard a priest say the following to get his point across. If God hadn't wanted people to have sex, God wouldn't have made it feel so good. Ejaculation depletes a man's energy. This myth dates as far back as India in the 600s. People believed that the more a man ejaculated, the more he would have to replenish the energy supply and the more of his precious energies he would lose. Of course, this isn't true, as it is a fact that semen production is effortless for a man. Vigorous sex might make you tired, like any vigorous activity, but great sex can give you added energy. For every man who feels like going to sleep after sex, just as many are invigorated and want to go for a 10-mile run, or have sex again. Sexual pleasure does not last throughout your life. After a lecture I gave at a college, a 20-year-old girl came up to me afterwards. How many orgasms do I have, she asked. I asked her to clarify what she meant by the question, and she told me that she had always thought that a woman only has the ability to have a fixed number of orgasms in her entire life. She thought it had something to do with the number of eggs a woman carried in her ovaries. I corrected her and helped her understand that orgasms come from a woman's brain and nerve endings and are not related to her ovum, and most importantly, that she can have an unlimited number of orgasms any time for as long as she lives. Your sexual pleasure will last as long as you live. Men always want to have sex and cannot be monogamous. According to evolutionary biology, male species have millions of sperm for the reason of spreading them around to fertilize as many eggs as possible. But this is not relevant for men in contemporary society. Men do not need to spread their seed to as many different women as possible. They can settle down with one woman happily forever. Men can be faithful as long as they choose to be faithful. Saying that all men cheat is like saying that no man has self-control and no man can respect his commitment to a relationship. That's not true. Not all men betray and lie to women. Any man can choose to be with only one woman forever. Women should not ask for...